Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 250 covering Prototype and Alliances. Hi, friends. Boy, this was a mixed bag of a week. It sure was. We got one really awesome episode that they that the studio hated and one really terrible episode that they probably loved. I didn't see any indication of that, but probably. I'm sure did. they did. I'm sure they thought they were doing like a really great job and they really hit some hard-hitting issues and probably. we all learned a little something about something or other. Well, we did learn something in that episode. We'll get to what that is Yep. when we get there. Um, but yeah, I was a little disappointed to discover that the people involved with this first episode, which is, I think, my favorite Voyager episode It's so definitely far. up there at the very least. Yeah, like, and, and we're, we're 30 episodes in, so I mean, you know, there's still plenty to go and there could be other ones that blow me away, but this was this a is, really, yeah. really good episode. Uh, let's, let's hear what happened I'll in just this episode. Roll right into Prototype. Prototype. All right. So Voyager finds a cool robot floating in space, and Annie adopts it because she doesn't have any friends. The robot in question looks like he stepped out of an episode of Doctor Who and is basically the coolest thing on Voyager so far. And I don't mean the ship. I mean the show. When, when Mr. Robot discovers that Annie fixed him, he asks if she can teach him and his people how to build more robots. Annie's into it, but Kate says no. That is a pretty definite prime directive breach. Unfortunately, the whole argument is moot because Mr. Robot just kidnaps Annie instead and then returns to his robot ship, which quickly kicks Voyager's ass like nobody's damn business, and then he forces Annie to create life. Which is the easiest thing ever, right? Proving she's a pretty damn good engineer, Annie builds a fucking soul in under two days, and then Voyager and the robot are attacked by the Star Trek version of Flexo. Discovering that all robots are actually evil, Annie kills her new baby and then escapes. Also, the robots explode or something, but more importantly, Annie kills a baby! Yeah, that did happen. Mm-hmm. Also, you're sticking with Annie, huh? I thought you said that didn't work. No, Anne doesn't work. Annie's doing it for me. I like it. All right. No, that was um, it. Was I tried Belle, and that didn't work. And I tried Anna, and that didn't work. But Annie's doing it. Also, at one okay. point in my notes, I call her Andrew. Were you drunk? No. Because you tend to give people strange nicknames when you're drunk. That is true. I tend to do a lot of things when I'm drunk. You tend to get drunk a lot. It's true. So, Al, is this my intervention? Uh, no, it's just me. All right. Just saying. We got together all your friends, by which I mean me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had more, <laughs> but your drinking drove them away. <laughs> no, the, okay, so. Al, you shouldn't drink episode, and drive. I was waiting for that. Were you? I really was. Yeah, I was, yeah. actually. And it happened. We know each other too well. When it comes to disappointing, you rarely disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> Might be time for new co-hosts for both of us. <laughs> oh, no. We're, you can't you can't bail now. Plus, there's no. I'm still saying we both stuff. we both do the exact same show, but with new people. Oh, I see. So there's two post atomic. Yeah, cores. there's two post atomic cores. One one hosted by you and someone. Uh, no, one no. hosted by you and someone else, and one that doesn't come out. Right. So like this would be like my version would be like the relaunched Mystery Science Theater, and your version would be like Rift Tracks, except it doesn't exist. Exactly. Fair enough. Uh, no, mine would this, be uh, mine would be cinematic Titanic, in that no one watches it. That's not true. Really? 
I watched and loved it. Oh, well, good. good and for I know you. lots of people who did actually. I just assumed anyway. because it went away. Uh, no, I think it was hard for them to do the mm. live stuff. But anyway, all right. I really liked this episode a lot. This is like, great. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go right into my good thing. Yes, which is robots. Uh, did you honestly expect me to pick anything else? I didn't, me? but I was hoping you wouldn't because I wanted to pick robots. No, it's I love robots. I wish Star Trek had more robots. Like we've had androids, mm-hmm. which are robots designed to sort of like fit in with humans and look like humans and pass for human. Yep. These guys were clearly meant Just to be flat out robots. robots. Right. And we often referred to data as a robot. Mm-hmm. One, because I'm, I want there to be robots, but two, because I know there's a certain kind of nerd that that really bugs. Yep. And it amuses me to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, no, I, I want like we didn't even get a lot of robots in the original series. No, we got some, but I mean, like, at least they were willing to use the word robot. Apparently, that, that's one of those things that is taboo on, on New Trek. Yeah, they, and and the whole thing, like we talked about them having a problem with this. The whole thing was like, isn't that sort of 50s cheesy, putting a robot in? And like, so what? Yes. You're Star Trek. Like, do it. You're based and- on 60s Star Trek, for God's sakes. A show where one of the best episodes is about, a, is about the main character fighting a rubber lizard. Like, right. don't but embrace I mean- your cheese. I I understand them want like being reluctant to go full cheese, mm. but on the other hand, like I don't know, like the guy who argued in favor of it was like, you know, the outer limits effectively pulled off robots, yep. and we have more money than that show had. Yep, can we not do robots? Outer limits did and some great robot episodes. They did. So did the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. actually. And I, I I just I I feel like okay, first of all, the design they ended up going with was a little. 60s-ish, but I liked it. Uh, yeah, that's why I liked it. They had the... Actually, like, I would say it was like sort of 30s. It, it, it reminded me of the robot from Metropolis, which yeah, might totally. even be the 20s, come to think of yeah, it. Like, yeah, it was I, very, very old. Very old. It might be earlier than the 20s, honestly. Like No, I think I think it, it's... Is that when like, film gonna, sort of started? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to look this up now, but I'm, I want to say it was late 20s, mm, early 30s. Yeah, please. Metropolis. Nope, not Metropopopolis. Oof. Meanwhile, in Metropolis, Superman races towards the Daily Planet. 1927. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty early. Which, it wasn't the first science fiction movie, but it was the first sort of big budget, let's build a giant set and really try to effectively world build yep. sci-fi movie. And I, I like the look of it. Yep. Like I like I like the robot looking like it. And he also looked a bit like a Cyberman mm-hmm. from Doctor Who. Like it had a very Doctor I Who I got a real Doctor Who well. vibe off them. Yeah, which is not bad, but they they were so concerned with it being I don't know realistic, I guess, on your show about spacemen. Yeah, no these these robots are fantastic. They are. I like them a lot. But they and have that great like um, that sort of like flat, kind of menacing face to them, you know. But they never they were never evil. No, like, they were obeying their programming, but they were never evil. Yeah. And I'm glad that they you know. I'm glad that that's how it ended up. Mm-hmm. And I just, I liked every aspect of it. I really liked, like, I like a good sort of quiet friendship episode, which the first half of this was. Yeah. Balana doing her thing. And, well, I mean, and, the first half actually is, like, is my good thing, which is Project Balana. Okay. Which I love. Like, her. We, we get this, we get this with all the engineer characters, yep. and this is kind of her, her turn to do this. Like, she just sort of gets a bug up her ass about needing to fix the, this robot. Yeah, and it this sort of her consumes thing. her for the first like fifteen minutes of the episode. It's great. She has yeah, these and great scenes with Harry and uh, Neelix. Yes, I said uh, Neelix. I I did not like the Neelix. No, I did. 
In fact, that was my bad thing. Let's let's do that real quick. Do it. Tell me. About- I struggled. I struggled to find a bad thing because I liked every part of this. Mm. But there's a bit where she's exhausted and she's like, can I have some coffee? Well, we're not serving breakfast yet, but I guess I shut up and bring my coffee. You hair slinging clown man. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, I've, been to, I've been to those restaurants. Well, I I guess I could make an exception for you. Just shut up. It's and bring a little early for cola, I think. Oh, uh, shut up. You know what? Just shut right up. Just take my money. I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> You're not the boss of me, Neelix. You're not the boss of anything. No, you think you're the boss of Kess, but you're not. I'm the boss of Kess. <sighs> no, 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 you're not. She could she could explode your head with her mind if she wanted yep, to. I wish she would. She knows how now. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> she made uh, all <laughs> she made all of Tuvok's blood catch on fire, so Yeah. She could totally just <laughs> Oh no, my blood. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the next part of him that would just explode. Yep. We've moved up from organs to uh, the blood. The blood, yeah. Well, you know, the blood is the biggest organ in the body, Matt. That's a, that makes sense. I, they always say that about the skin, like it's a trick question. So uh, screw you. Blood is also an organ. Hey, what's the biggest uh, organ on the body? Your hair. Leave me alone. <laughs> you want to eat it? No, I don't. No, I seriously could not find a, a legit bad thing. Mm-hmm. That was the tiniest, like just Neelix being Neelix. Yeah. But like, what what are you going to do? Like, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, continuing with your good thing about her, her various. No, she just like, goes into like full on like. Uh, uh, what do you like? Uh, just work mode. And I really enjoy it. There's also I forgot to mention, there's also a great scene with her and the doctor when she's like. Oh, yeah. Trying to. Uh, when she realizes that what's maybe wrong. maybe approaching it more like an organic thing and less like an engineering problem, because mm. this is a living thing. And she goes to the doctor and says, yeah, like, maybe maybe you could help because this is kind of like saving a life. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Have you tried this? I and should tell cool. you I'm a doctor, not a... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've heard that thing before. You've made the yeah. quote more than Bones now, and we're only two seasons into the show. Yeah. What show? What are you talking about? Is this all imaginary again? Are we, an imagine- are we a TV show? <laughs> Where's Barkley now? You should all really just relax. Yes. They never will. No, they won't. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I like that too. And like I say, in a lot of ways, it feels like it could have fit with any of the other engineer characters. Mm-hmm. Like Scotty never really got a lot of good engineering moments on that show. But no, they... I could, I, it would still work with his character. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm and really like... fascinated by this robot I found. I hope, sure, I hope it doesn't wipe Ahura's mind. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, it did. Or like... um. Uh, Jordy, you pointed out that it wouldn't have worked as a Jordy episode because Data's right. Yeah, there no, you bring right. that. You bring this robot onto TNG, and it automatically turns into a Data episode just by virtue of, hey, you are a robot. I am a robot. Let's that's talk true. about robot crap for a while. You want to take say, over the Federation? <laughs> the Sons of Soon did one. Yep. Time. There's an episode I'm not keen to, to reminisce. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to remember Lore's Magic Castle. I really don't. Aw. Just as bad as I remembered it when we finally got to it. No, but, like, I could see Jordy, you know, without Data in the picture, absolutely, like, getting obsessed and staying up nights and trying to figure out how to, you know, mm. how to make that work. I must fix this robot. It will teach me how to save my dead daughter. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Data. Oh, da- data and his yeah. dead daughter. Right. Aw. Yeah. You made me sad. Aw. Muffin. <laughs> but, it, you know, it it's... It's one of those sort of like 
and it doesn't bother me. It's not bad characterization, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those all engineers in Star Trek sort of share this same, you know, uh, characteristic. Kind of like how all the doctors at various points have argued with their captains about what the right thing to do is. What about the rights of that little girl, Cisco? Right. And, you know, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that there's a sort of a core, like, uh, attribute to, you know, this role. And Bellana's good at it. Yeah. We we saw not too long ago some stuff she wasn't great at. Yeah. With the whole acting like a Klingon thing. Yeah. Like, but this she's good at. This is like and this is the kind of thing I want to watch her do. You know, I don't care about the whole Klingon duality crap, but I do no, want to watch that a lot. I do want to watch her for, like love doing science crap. Yeah. Like her doing no. science crap with Janeway is like some of the best stuff on this show. I agree. And we get some great scenes there too. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, Captain, I want to fix this thing. And, and Janeway's like, well, that's noble of you, but also... It's probably not the best idea in the world to, you know, just let them build their own robots when they're not made to build robots. Well, that's the thing, is, like, it turns into a prime directive thing. Mm-hmm. And I like that, too. Like, I like I like when the show uses its premise to explore the prime directive, because we're back in unexplored space. Yeah. So we can do that. We can do some, like... Prime Directive stuff that we that Next Gen didn't get a lot of because Next Gen was usually being a fire truck, <laughs> you know. Like, I do know. <laughs> instead of ferrying serums and and uh, diplomats around, these guys are going into unexplored space every single week. Yep. And so this comes up a lot. There's very little ferrying, except for Neelix. Some he gets ferrying. ferried all over the damn place. Well, yeah, he's a freeloader. Ugh. But anyway. have we, if we haven't made clear how much we hate Neelix at this point. And the thing is, early on, like, a bunch of the people we knew who had seen the show warned us. And we're like, yeah, he seems all right. Yeah, he was I fine like in how that much, first episode. I like how much he bugs everyone else. Yep, now he's and bugging me. I still kind of like that, but yeah. Plus, your favorite Neelix episode of all is coming up very soon. Yes, it is. So My favorite episode of all Voyager, so. Apparently. Uh-huh. The one you've seen the most. Definitely that. I, for some reason. <laughs> It's just always on. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I just, I liked, I liked the character stuff, like with Bellana. Mm-hmm. I liked the character stuff between Bellana and the robot I, and between Bellana and Janeway. I liked the whole uh, prime directive aspect of it. And then the robots, it's, it's very original series. It's, if they were programmed to fight, then the humans told them to stop fighting and they overrode that because no, you programmed us to fight. Yeah. We're going to keep fighting. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. I have to fight the enemy. You are now the enemy. Wait, no. Yeah. And that's probably just like you they worded. stupid robots. They, they worded the programming wrong, mm-hmm. and now they're fucked. Yep. Maybe if you hadn't said it that way. Yeah, this is why you don't get robots to fight your wars. Yeah. <laughs> Use but, people. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, people die. That's much better. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, and then, look, then the people will be dead, and then there'll just be cool robots left. That sounds good to me. Yeah, that's all right. I just, like, I'm really disappointed that they were disappointed. And up to and including Jonathan Frakes, who directed the episode. Mm -hmm. This is the last one he did, by the way, because now they're getting into, like, giving him movies, and he's, like, too important to do TV now. (laughs) I'm out of here. Frakes out. Yeah, I, I get to do first contact. I don't have to do this Voyager crap anymore. <laughs> it's too bad. It's too bad he didn't come back after Insurrection. Just like, oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> we liked Insurrection, but... Yeah, no, we, look, I'm going to make fun of Insurrection because it was Frakes' last t- Trek movie, but yeah. it was still one of the better TNG flicks. Yeah, we were we were pleasantly surprised yep. by that. But I... Like, I don't get why they were disappointed. It was good. Yeah. It was good in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I like let's let's talk about the the actual robots for a second cuz like Yeah, please. Like the design first of all, I love that design. I love that 60s yeah. design. I love their weird coats. <laughs> um I love the voice acting on all of them. Yeah, they're they all sort of have smooth voices like this. And apparently there were only two voice actors doing all of them. That's fine. Like I think No, no, I like that. I think that's it, a good was, idea. But there was enough variety that it's not like wait a minute, which one of them is talking? Yeah. Like it was, it was distinctive enough that you could always tell which character was which, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, like I like the whole like uh, you got that scene where um, the captain of the robot ship, the the science fair volcano ship, uh, <laughs> is um, you know, it's like you, but you need to provide results by whatever, or you will be killed and your ship will be killed. And then the other robot's like, I would like to apologize for that robot. Well, it's a it's a mirroring of. The previous bit mm-hmm. where uh, Bellano goes to ask uh, Janeway, can we can we try to reproduce this robot? And she's like, no, I don't think so. And she goes back to the robot and says, I'm sorry, my captain said no. And he's like, well, your captain's kind of a jerk. <laughs> and so it's a nice it's a nice sort of like, yeah, my captain's kind of a jerk, too. Mm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And then the C-3PO robot shows up. Because you know you have two warring robot factions, and you so have, to have of, silver and gold. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. Which no, just like means that. that at the dawn of their civilizations, C three PO and R two D two broke up and uh, went off and formed their own uh, civilizations. And now they're fighting each other. I suppose it's sad. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that was a long time ago, and in a galaxy far, far away. Although I guess yeah. we're in the Delta Quadrant, it's a little closer. No, but it's still the same galaxy. That's true. Like, by definition, it's still the same galaxy. But anyway, no, I just, I liked, I liked all of it. Mm-hmm. I liked, and what I really liked was that uh, Balana at no point uh, disobeys the captain and just, like, does the robot project anyway. She's forced to. Yep. Which is a much better way to take it than the standard, like, we just did this last week where uh, the captain told Chakotay not to do something and he did it anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm so tired of that, and I, I think that was even my bad thing last. It was time. And it, enough of that. It's like stop and, it. You guys need to get your you guys need to get your shit together. Come on. And as we've said repeatedly, we really liked the the, uh, the relationship between Bellana and Janeway, and I'm glad this didn't violate. Yeah, that. I don't want anything to sort of screw that up. Yeah, no, it's not like well now she doesn't trust her because she just does what she wants. Yep. Like no, she respect like she really respects Janeway. Like she might still not be completely on board with all the various Starfleet ways of doing things, but I feel like she completely trusts Janeway. Like okay, well the captain knows what's what what's best, and if she says don't do this, then I can't do yeah. this. No, I love anytime they have like one of their little coffee parties at the end of the episode or whatever. Yeah, it's just delightful. Yeah, no, and. Of the things this show has gotten wrong, I would say consistently what it's gotten right is relationships between characters. Mm-hmm. I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I maintain even when, like, we're just we're not buying what's happening or whatever, people tend to remain in character, which I know is basic writing. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, <laughs> like I, I I don't necessarily take it as given. Mm-hmm. They might fuck it up, and I'm glad they don't. Yeah. So, and for the most part, they really 
sort of nailed it. Now if they could just make more interesting space adventures for them. You know, that, more well, of this sort this, of thing. This is a start. Yep. And just, it's so telling that the writers were so reluctant to try something different. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, what? Robots? No. No, we no. Do Let's, that. We, we should do another Kazon episode. People like those. Uh, do they? Well, I mean, they showed up like 8 million times. Someone must have liked them. Well, that's the thing is we looked at, like, we were trying to figure out what the episodes were this week. And, like, this one is like, oh, Ark, Seska, three of nine. Wait, three of nine? Son of a... I like Seska. I said so last week, but, oh, my God. I mean, How she much... always brings Kazons with her. Hooray. Oh, Haru. The opposite and... of hooray. <laughs> Boo <Boo-earn. laughs> No, I, I said this at the time. I like them as her henchmen. Mm-hmm. But I don't really care about them on their own. We'll, we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. We're still talking about the good ones. Yep. Which, again, probably my favorite one so far. Yep, I completely agree. That it's my favorite one so far? I, well, I agree that it's your favorite one so far, and I agree with me saying that it's at least in my top whatevers. Well, can you offhand think of anyone that might be better? No, but I only remember the bad episodes of Voyager. Really? Yeah. I try to only remember the good ones. I think, that, I think we're really learning something fundamental about our philosophy. I here. think so, too. <laughs> I know we've seen a lot of bad episodes, but I try to remember the good ones. Nope. The good ones slip through my mind like sand through a sand. I hate sand. It's rough. If you can't tell, we're both very excited for the Star Wars movie, apparently. Somebody it's asked come up a lot we were, this episode. Somebody asked if we were going to do a supplemental about it, and I'm like, um, you, you no. know what the show is, right? Did, did, you hear st- did you hear Star and then just stop? Yeah. Oh, well, obviously you guys are going to talk about that. We do a podcast about Star. I've heard everything I need to know. Battle of the Network Stars, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, then. Circus of the Stars. And I wish we would have been done a long time ago. Uh, no, that went on in the 70s for quite some time. Seriously? Oh, God. Longer than all Star Treks? Well, no, I don't th- I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. It was always on when I wanted to watch. Like, whenever I wanted to watch whatever show I watched in the early 80s, it was mm. like... Circus of the Stars instead. Ugh. There's no Knight Rider this week because of that or whatever. Oh, man, I want to watch Knight Rider. And instead, here's, uh, I don't yeah. know, Charles Nelson Riley on a trapeze. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, whereas, whereas I now probably would choose Charles Nelson Riley on the trapeze. Yeah, that sounds pretty good now that I've said it. Yeah. Oh, but it has to be well. Charles Nelson Riley versus uh, uh, Paul Lynn. Yep. The other guy who we always think is him. Well, they're 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 both doing a uh, uh, trapeze act, right? And then one of them gets, sh- and then they both get shot, and their son has to go on and join Batman. Well, that went dark. I know. Um, but yeah, no, we will not be doing a supplemental about a different franchise. No, uh, we will be doing a supplemental about a different franchise, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to say what just yet, but the Gavs uh, from Drunken Time Travel, Irish and English Gav, have chosen. A thing for us to watch in response to us watching the Star Wars Holiday Special last year. Mm-hmm. So we're about <laughs> to get our punishment. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's nothing that could be worse than the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm not saying it's going to be worse, but I'm saying like this is this is in direct response mm-hmm. to that. So I, thank you in advance, Matt. Yep. For whatever it is they've decided to punish us. <laughs> why, why are you happy about that? Because I'll, I'll have forgotten about it when it's over. No, oh, fair enough. What are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, fair enough. Robots. Robots. Robots on Voyager. Good robots on Voyager. 
great. Yeah, I don't like. There's not even a ton of like issues to talk about. Like a lot of no, like, complicated stuff. It's just a good episode. Yep, it's good like, and enjoyed, it was enjoyable. It was everything I want, which is a little bit of uh, sci-fi we don't typically see mm-hmm. and some character stuff. Yeah, those are my favorite things I've said over and over again. Yep. And this this episode, you know, Bellana's turning into you know not my very favorite, but second or third no. probably. After so, after Janeway and the Doctor, it's also turning into a baby murderer. Yeah, there's definitely that. Should we? Should we I, let's that just a for more? a second because it's a really great. It's a really with the baby great metaphor. scene. Yeah, because we have the the new prototype robot wake up, and mm-hmm. it's basically just lying in the bed, going like zero 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 one is awake. Please give. Please program, and right. it says it like a bunch of times. Well, more important things are happening around it, mm-hmm. and then Bolana stabs it in the soul with a knife. In the soul. Yeah, in the soul. Which is a part of the body. Yeah. Oh, no, my soul. (laughs) God, I wish. He doesn't have a soul. (laughs) He's a clown. Oh, no, the devil. (laughs) You were really amused by the devil. Yep. I'm not sure why. That's a thing. Come to take your soul, Neelix. That's a thing people believe in, you know. I know. It's really funny. All right. The evil red horned man that lives underground with a pitchfork. We are nothing if not respectful of other people's beliefs, clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Have uh, we, we've Well, we've never talked on this show about my disdain for organized religion, have we? I don't think I, it's ever come up. No, never. Certainly not. One of the many reasons you don't like uh, Kai Wen, I think. Yep. <laughs> she also believes in the devil. Yeah, well, she dated the devil. That's true. I can't really argue that. She actually had sex with the devil. Well, I mean, so, he I wasn't mean, the devil yet. No. He became the they, devil later on. But they don't believe in linear time, so yes, he was. I guess that's true. Like, to him, it had always happened. Mm-hmm. It has happened. He saw it happen, yep. and so forth. Your, uh, your devil logic has overpowered me, Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm good at devil logic, mm-hmm. I guess. Why are we not talking about this episode, which was really good? <laughs> it's really good. It was. No, I, that, I, that, seriously, there's not a lot. Get, like, getting a lot back of to my point, stuff. the her her stabbing that that baby was was pretty brutal. I really liked that scene, and I really liked the other robot reacting to it. Just like what 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 have you done? Why would you do I thought, that? I thought we were friends. We had a whole thing going on. Yeah. No, there's a really cute bit early on where she's like, "This this unit is really efficient and well put together." And he says, oh, Bellana Taurus is efficient and well put together, too. <laughs> like, aw, they're friends. Yep. No, I, I like I, that. I would love to see more of these guys. And the fact that we aren't going to because the no. the crew all th- seem to think that the, the design on them is terrible is just really depressing. Well, it's very telling of the way, and not just this show, but all modern Trek mm-hmm. was produced, yep. where you say... Oh, no, that doesn't fit our vision of what this show is. Why don't you do different things? Nope. Why is it always got to be this? No, these aren't bumpy-headed aliens that represent some Earth culture that we can say something about. Yep. Yeah, this week you're doing something different. You're allowed to do that. And that's the other thing. This episode is a great, like, like not, not just the design. Like, it had, like, a real, like, 60s Trek vibe to it. That whole, like, robot still fighting a war when everyone who is yeah. ever involved in it is dead. That is so 60s Trek. There was like eight episodes also, about that. It also did not feel out of place. No! It felt like like the Voyager characters were distinctive enough that it wasn't just like they took this original series script and plugged those guys in. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Balana did do a lot of stuff that I feel like any of the other engineers would have done, but I still feel like it was distinctive enough. 
I definitely like don't. Voyager or not. I definitely don't think this episode would have worked with Kirk in it. He would have blown up the robots in the first twenty minutes. Well, yeah, that's probably true. I put it to you, sir. No, it would have been one of those episodes where Spock's actually in charge while the captain's off doing something mm-hmm. else. It's that's floating around in the background in a spacesuit. Yeah, that's the only way you could tell this story with with those yeah. guys. Um, and Scotty would actually like that. That would that would work because Spock would then sympathize with Scotty wanting to build this yeah. thing. They would be science bros. That was something I never uh, saw that I would have liked to have seen on original Trek. What Scotty and Spock? Yeah, science bros. They had they had some stuff. They had a like little that. bit. Mostly, it was going to strip clubs so that uh, Scotty could uh, be possessed by Jack the Ripper. You mean Mr. Hengus? Mr. Hengus, yeah. Right. Uh, what else? No, that's that's pretty much all I got. Uh, my bad thing, which is not oh. great, which is Kess's dress looks like a 1970s lampshade. I just thought it looked like a dress. Nope, lampshade. I don't know. You, you have some weird ideas about fashion, I think. I have some weird ideas about a lot of things. I keep being surprised that you're shocked by that. Well, it's not that I'm shocked by the existence of weird opinions. It's that these specific opinions are like, where? what? Where did that come from? <laughs> Looks like a lamp, huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, but... The things everyone wears looks weird, and like well, this looks special. Yeah, but they don't look like lamps. This looks like a lamp. What do you got against lamps? I got a lot don't against you, lamps. Don't you love lamp? <laughs> All right, uh, you got a quote. Uh, I do have a quote. This is um, the, the robot. Something the robot says to Balana. According to my observations, there is now sufficient reason for greater optimism. All right. Uh, as I'm not looking directly at our notes, I'm not sure what that is. Oh, well, the, uh, the time code is definitely there. Okay, good. And, That's the important thing, damn it. And with the way our episodes line up, it should be very easy to find. Oh, boy. Okay, so moving on, I suppose, to alliances. I don't think we really have to do that. Well, look, I was struggling there to, to fill the full half hour on, on uh, Prototype, and we just didn't have a lot to say nope. about it. It's just a good episode, and we said all the reasons we liked it, but what, what else is there? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's time to move on, Matt. All right. Tell me about alliances. Must I? <laughs> Please don't make me. Uh, Damn it, Al. Uh, we, we jump right into the action in media res, as they say, which is probably what Braga would have called the episode had he written it. The action in question is a fight with the Kazon, and my first note of the episode says, Matt will be thrilled. Matt, are you thrilled? Yeah. That's kind of what I figured. In the process of this fight, a bunch of casualties happen and a guy dies. And for the 87th time, I have to be reminded that casualties doesn't necessarily equal fatalities. There's to be some kind of mnemonic for this. Like maybe be casual. People may not be dead. Only maybe it also rhymes somehow. Uh, realizing the importance of an at least century old Starfleet tradition, Janeway appoints Chakotay director of funerals. And I'm sure that's a smart move and he won't be one of those people who shoehorns his own religion into somebody else's funeral. Uh, in fairness, he doesn't do that. But what he does do is shoehorn his own terrible Maquis philosophy into the situation. We tried this the Starfleet way, he tells the captain, and now things have gotten slightly difficult, so now we need to try the Maquis way. What? says Kate. Run away and hide in a cloud and whine about how someone took our house? And yet, somehow Chuck and the rest of the Maquis guys managed to actually convince her to do things the Maquis way, and what the fuck is happening here? You guys are criminals, and your ideas are terrible, and we literally agreed on all this on day one! Anyway, she tries to form an alliance with the Kazon, but surprising no one, it doesn't take. 
Then she tries an alliance with some different Kazon, and that also doesn't take. It's almost like she knew what she was talking about, and that doing things the Maquis way is stupid and terrible. What a shock that the Maquis way is stupid and terrible. What? Why? Why? We need to start doing things the Maquis way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've just decided to go with my Stephen Wright slash Ben Stein. Yeah, for, that's uh, pretty good. For Chuck. Uh, that actually... My bad thing for this episode. During the funeral, uh, Chakotay mentions uh, the great sense of humor he has. Yeah, when I first met this guy, the, everyone else didn't really get my sense of humor, but this guy stepped in and defended me. Um... Your what? Your what exactly? Yeah, because I've if there's spent thirty episodes with you, and I've seen no evidence of this. Because yet. if there's one w- word I would use to describe Chakotay, it would be hilarious. Oh yeah, that guy is just a bundle of laughs. Jo- you know, Chakotay is always just making those hilarious bon mots and just. <laughs> I swear to God, there is nothing in the world funnier than Chakotay. Remember that time he put that whoopee cushion on uh, Tuvok's chair? Damn. <laughs> Hilarious. I appear to have farted. Oh, wait. Oh, Chakotay. You you even cracked through my Vulcan exterior. How do you think how do you think Vulcans fart? I I never really given it any thought. Neither have I until you said that. And now it's like it's like do they cover it up or do they just let it go because they're all logical and don't care? Yeah, this is how bodies work. It's fine. Yeah, it's just a thing that the human or that the Vulcan body does. Yeah. That's probably it. it. Pardon me for this. I I don't know. That it's that fart really, was logical. It's not really something I've given a lot of thought to, mm. and I still have not. Because, <laughs> no. We're not that show, Matt. You're bad. Moving on. <laughs> no, I want to dwell on how terrible that was for a while. <laughs> I'm not even, like, I usually don't like fart humor at all. No, but I, it's just like, I have ne- that has never occurred to me in my entire life, and I've been watching Star Trek forever. Yeah, we also still don't know where the bathrooms are. Like, that's just... No, we do. You know. I, we can, it, they're very clearly marked on the uh, technical manuals. The, yeah, but not on the, that's not canon. I guess that's true. So, like, in the show itself, we don't know. <laughs> never saw Kirk, like, sneaking off. I'll be right back. Yeah. Spock, let me borrow your magazine. He's got like a, a you know a stack of pads that he takes in with him. Yep. Uh Targ fancy. Uh. <laughs> Wait, why would that be on? I don't know. I, c- I couldn't remember what the uh, what the Vulcan uh, teddy bear animal was called. Oh, it's a Salot. There you go, Salot fancy. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, who on who on the original Enterprise would be into Klingon stuff, or at least admit being into <laughs> Klingon stuff? Like, someone might be. But there's no chance they're going to tell the captain that. Kirk's like, I hate Klingons, but I love Targs. This is adorable. Look, this one's in a shoe. <laughs> if only, if only they, uh, they had the same wacky internet memes that we do with our cats. We could probably make peace with them in a week. Yep. Oh lord. But yeah, Chakotay's sense of humor. Uh huh. Just like what? Excuse what? me. What are what? No. Some guy didn't think I was hilarious. Yeah, uh-huh. and now he's dead. So I don't, I I have no idea. But okay, the 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 central premise of this episode is like, why don't we? Tr- we've tried it your way, and that doesn't work. Let's try it our way now. No, we agreed. We all said this is a Starfleet day crew. one. Putting on the yeah, we're, you're putting on and and we at the time remarked on how easily they agreed to that. Yep, but they did. Yep, 
And so why are we still even talking about this? Because now just, it's time to do things the Maquis way. No, now it's hard. Yeah. Suddenly things got difficult and, oh, maybe the Starfleet way isn't the right way. Maybe we should do the, the, the things our way. So just, like like I said in my summary, so just whine that someone took your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor you. Yep. Yeah. I, I do like that, like, having someone die is Chakotay's, like, like he's pissed off because he lost one of his guys. Yeah, but it just shows how little forethought he's given any of this. Mm-hmm. Because initially when she said, do you want to do it this way? He said, yes. Maybe he could have thought about it for more than a second and realized maybe someday eh. this is going to be a problem for me. Yeah, that's future Chakotay's problem. Present Chakotay's doing just fine. That That's pretty much how it, it shakes out. Present Chakotay's getting a nice new uniform and a yeah, look, swank I'm, position on the ship. I'm tired of wearing these rags. <laughs> like literal rags. We are a ragtag band of rebels. You guys know that doesn't mean we have to wear rags, right? Yep, rags and tags. Oh, man. And the tags are really itchy, but we can't take them off. Nope, because we're a ragtag band of rebels. Yep. Balana, have you lit that tire fire I asked you about? <laughs> it's very important. Mm-hmm. Tuvok, did you grow a mullet? <laughs> he grew a fake mullet that he... <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when you find out that he was actually working for Starfleet, he, t- he pulls it off dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> like, like so much Thomas Riker? The man you knew was wavy gravy is no more. <laughs> Always comes back to The Simpsons with you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Fair enough. Uh, but really, the like the central premise, like, and this is my bad thing. Mm-hmm. Why, like, if this had happened in early season one, that would have been okay. Yeah. But we've done five episodes where we've definitively dealt with the Maquis Starfleet thing, and every single time it ends with, so now we're agreed. We'll do things your way. Yep. But, like, now it's suddenly like, things are hard. We're going to have to change our ways. No, we're not. We're going to have to think of different ideas within that framework, mm-hmm. but we're still doing things the Starfleet way. Plus, as a viewer, I don't want to watch the Let's Do It the Maquis way show. I don't mind conflicted characters who don't agree with it. That's that's great. No, that's I think, drama, that's, that's, I think that's great. Yeah, but the central idea of the show is a Star Trek show mm-hmm. following Starfleet people, and the, the basic, like, like, moral middle ground should be Starfleet. Yeah. And you can have people that exist all around that. The norm should be Starfleet because that's what I come to Star Trek to watch, yep. among other things. And I just I I don't get why anyone thought this was a good idea. I mean, on the writing staff, like mid season two, let's suddenly revisit this thing that we've put to bed a million mm-hmm. times. I don't get it. Although we did all. talk about when we came into the show, how like they know ne- they sort of dropped the idea of the Ma- like the Maquis being on the ship, and they're not. That at least yeah. I'll give them like yes, th- this but, is still a part of the show at least. But as a but as a sort of unfolding serialized like this happened and then this happened like it doesn't make sense here. Oh no, this not episode at all. would have made sense like in early season one, like I said. Mm-hmm. Not now. No, that that's what I'm saying. It feels like we're moving backwards, and I don't like that. Um, on the other hand. This is my good thing. Mm. I do like that that Kate was right the whole time. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. And she's got a big I told you so speech. Yep. Uh, and in broad strokes, I do like that she's stuck herself in a Vietnam-style quack. Oh, yeah, everything she does makes everything worse. 
And she's like, okay, that was a bad call. Let me back up and do it the right way this time. And that makes it worse. Nope. And suddenly they're tr- like, oh God, everything is terrible. And it's a very DS9-ish trying to make things better, made things worse situation. Yeah. And I don't love how we got here, but I think the big picture plot and implications were actually not a bad idea. Well, I like that they're that they're they're so worn down by just being beaten by the Kazon, which yeah. you know, they're the Kazon, so really you shouldn't be that beaten, but that's a not important yeah. right now. I like that at this point she's like, I, yeah, I guess my judgment's bad enough that I'll try your terrible idea and maybe it'll save a couple of lives. Mm, it doesn't. It no, it didn't. It doesn't because you tried to make a uh, you tried to make a, an alliance with the terrible Kazon. Well, you you like really? Let's get into this. We've talked about this before, but what like why? Why do you hate them so I much? Ju- First of all, there's the I've talked about this before. The design on them is horrible. Yeah, they look utterly stupid. Okay, like I still can't see them and not think oompa loompa stupid. <laughs> I see. I don't really think that. I just think like oh well, they really screwed this Klingon up. Yep. And secondly, I. They are all uniformly idiots. Yeah. They are just, they're just, it's a, like, I can't take them seriously as a threat because there's no, there's no, like, brain behind anything they do. They just, it's like, it's like a dumb, it's like just a dumb guy clubbing away at them at, at Voyager with a big stick. Okay, but the Ferengi were like that too. Yeah, but the Ferengi had something go. The Ferengi could have, like, good episodes. The Ferengi had characters that I actually cared about. Even the early ones. Like, I liked, um, what's his face? That guy that hated Picard. Uh, oh, yeah. Bach, Bach I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, there was something there. There was a character, like, you know, even if the Ferengi were terrible, this one in particular wasn't. Everyone in the Kazon is terrible. Okay. Every single one of them. The, there's this one, the the one that's that's stuck with with Seska. That's like sort of our main Kazon now. Our main Kazon antagonist is an uh-huh. idiot. He is, and he's a horrible sexist idiot. Yeah. Which I will at least give uh, uh, them credit for writing him that way, and Kate having absolutely no pr- uh, uh, patience for it. Yeah. yeah as soon as like I'm not going to take this crap for a woman, and Kate's just well, like, then you're all not right. going to take this crap. Goodbye. All right, we're done here. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like, she's, just, she's got no time for that. No, I just, you know, I hate that they're our, our main bad guy right now, because they're just, they're pathetic. Okay. But, I mean, clearly they're supposed to be. I'm not saying that makes it better. Well, I mean, that makes saying, it, then they've done their job very well. But it's, it's clear to me at this point that they're written that way on purpose. Mm-hmm. But it's just every time they show up, I'm just like, well, this shouldn't be a big deal. They're the Kazon. Like well, we sh- <laughs> just tell them, just tell them not to throw us into the briar patch or something. But I mean, like, um, they have se- they have access to Seska, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Seska, who has Federation and uh, Cardassian and Maquis, I guess, <laughs> but like access to the tactics and technology of two major Alpha Quadrant civilizations. Yep, which makes them like. In a way, that kind of extends my Vietnam metaphor, because you had these guys who were fighting, you know, with sticks in the jungle, suddenly with the the U.S. and the Soviets behind them, with, like, the most advanced stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, shit, now what? They still, but they still don't have the advanced stuff. They just have someone who is aware of advanced stuff going, well, you can do this. Yeah, but it seems to be worse. Shut up, woman. (laughs) And I will do that. It it seems to be working, though. I suppose that's true. They have a working transporter. They have, I mean, also just tactically, mm-hmm. 
She knows how Tuvok thinks. She knows how Federation captains in general think. Like, she's got, you know, she gives them an advantage that they wouldn't normally have. Yeah. And I like that. I said that before, and I like that. Although she was barely a part of this one. <laughs> she really isn't for, like, you know. It, it's mostly about all the other stuff. Yep. Which is, you know, a little disappointing. But I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, like I say, I think they're supposed to be terrible, and that doesn't make it more bearable, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it does. I'm not, I'm not sure. I have complicated feelings about the case. Yeah, apparently. that's, it's fair. No, I, I like them as. I don't just need jerk hate them. I'll say that. Maybe yeah. not that complicated, but. I know I like, it's like you said before, I liked them as her henchmen. Yeah. But I didn't get that feeling in this episode. I got the feeling that she was kind of stuck with them. Well, yeah, that's and we are getting into that. I like, like, here's the other thing. I like Seska, and I don't like the Kazon. So seeing yeah. her not be in charge of these guys and seeing the main one just be like, shut up. Well, yeah. I'm that's not getting old. thrilled about that. I'm like, I mean, it feels like they're building toward, like, a payoff where she's going to not take that anymore. I would like to believe yet. that. I really would. Also, last week, I hinted that there is a, uh, a twist in the whole baby thing, and it's already been revealed, mm-hmm. which is that it's not... Chakotay's baby, it's uh, uh, the Kazon's baby. See, I automatically assumed that she was lying to the Kazon. It's possible. Like, you know, it could be, like, it could be either, or she could, it could just be, like, a baby from a third party, like... Who knows? <laughs> it just turns out she's getting fat. Yeah. Could be. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care that much. Yeah. I don't, like, I found her interesting, but I'm already tiring of it, and knowing that there's, like, six more of these, yep. I'm like, uh, can we... Like, how big is the, like, okay, so how long do you think at top speed it would take to get across, say, Federation space or Klingon space? I don't know, but it can't be that long. Cause not years. Definitely not years. At top, at top warp, it would not take years to get across Federation no, space. No, because they bop around Federation and Klingon space all the time. Right. No, and I'm, and I'm not looking for specific scientific, like, draw me a map. I don't care about that. But just in broad terms of how big is Kazon space supposed to be, mm-hmm. they've been traveling. They've they've said it's been ten months in an internal yeah. time, maybe a little longer now. So let's say a year. And I mean, assuming they're going more yeah, or less I mean, constantly, like there's all, no reason the ship jokes, can't always be running. All jokes aside about them stopping and looking at stuff a lot, mm-hmm. they do that because episodes have to happen. But they're still going at a pretty steady rate. Yeah. Why? Are they still in Kazon space? And why are they going to continue to be in Kazon space this whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And we meet, like, all of the heads of the K- the five families of the Kazon uh, mm. uh, Empire. And so there's, so it's not like they're spread out. They're close enough together that they can gather. Yeah. It's not like these are the <clears throat> Kazon at the, at this corner of the Delta Quadrant where we came to the, to the caretaker. Yeah. No. These guys are all within, you know, ship range of each other, which just feels weird. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what is your bad? Th- oh, you my you good my that. good thing. I think you want your, your good thing is something th- I didn't have a quote because uh, I took over this episode late. Amanda was supposed to be in this episode and she's a little sick. Um, and also I think this episode is terrible. Mm-hmm. So there's also that. But uh, my quote is going to be a comparison of this thing that Matt points out, yep. which I did not see. Or did not hear yeah. with something that, yeah. So explain this, would you please? Okay, so basically I was watching the episode and we get to the part with the uh, with the Maj conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we, as each of the different Majs enter, 
they play a little like like it's a like it's a game like it's a game show or something. And then I noticed this the second time through. I it, it's just because I I tune out um, audience like uh, like uh, laugh tracks or whatever. I oh, yeah. I noticed the second time as they as they come in and they play the little the little song. There's also applause. And we scan like we get to see the inside of the the room. There's no one applauding. It's just applause appearing as if from nowhere. It's and I'm just amazing. Baffled. Like you put this as your good thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's not a thing. And then I looked it up, and in Memory Alpha, it says this is only in the Netflix version. Yeah, it's insane. Who thought it was a good idea to put in like extra? Sounds of fanfare and cheering. The first mages of the Kazan Order. Minis of the Pomar. Surat of the Wastral. Loran of the Hobai. Valek of the Oglamar. The first Majas of the Kazan Order. Minis of the Pomar. Surat of the Wastral. Loran of the Hobai. Valek of the Oglomar. And Kala of the Nistrum. We also know that the Netflix and whatever version you're watching, I guess the DVD version. Yeah, I ripped these off DVDs. Yeah, like they do not line up. No. Like we actually we, very quickly started um, uh, not lining up anymore. So I'm really wondering what's on Netflix that's not on. Yeah, it is kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we when we watch them together, we try to sync up and yeah. count. And we've been doing this a long time. Like I said, we've done something like 500 episodes at this point. So we, we've got it down. Yeah, and this never like this is only happening with Voyager. This never happened with DS9 because I've been watching on Netflix for a long time now. Yeah. So it's very strange. Yeah, it really is. And I don't and and really what I wonder is why? Yeah. Like to what end? Like what are they adding and like is it, are these deleted scenes? They don't appear to be. Yeah, like how much weirdness are we missing? Like, yeah. And I'm not gonna sit and watch both versions next to each other to figure it out. Oh it's, God, I'm not no. that interested. But like, might modestly interested. It might be interesting for next time though for you to do like when you do it by yourself, watch it on the ripped copy and the watch it with me on the Netflix copy. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret that I don't entirely want the listeners to know uh-huh. but it's it, it works here i'm i've not been paying quite as much attention as maybe i should be ah. this may shock you <laughs> shame on you al uh-huh All right. what about you are you oh i paid enough attention to catch the yeah but that's because you're looking for something mm-hmm. and if i've already got my good thing and my bad thing no you're then... not entirely wrong i thought the i thought the evil robots exploded at the end of the episode and they do not they just are mm-hmm. gone yeah I, you know, and I'm I'm paying enough attention. I hope to have like, you know, conversations that are interesting to people. Yep. But look, when when the show can justify to me that it it requires more of my attention, mm-hmm. I will give it. Until that point, huh. I'm probably not. Huh. I'm gonna watch it and play Bejeweled. Yeah, probably. 
at this moment. I'm, uh, well, no, I'm recording. Right yes. Now. But when we were doing this, I was like uh, working on some stuff for another project. Working on my night cheese. Working on my night cheese mm -hmm. is what I was doing, <laughs> according to you. Yes. <sighs> what else? Oh, what else? I just, like, it's one of those, every now and then, and we talked about this, I can't remember if it was DS9 or Next Gen, where I talked about there must have been a gas leak or everyone hit their head or something because everyone was suddenly acting in a way that didn't make any goddamn sense. Yep. And it felt like, uh, why are we suddenly doing, like, this goes against, it's so out of character and so out of, not just out of character, but so morally not what these people think. Yeah. That where did this all come from? You know what I mean? Mm. And I don't know. This is one of those kind of episodes. Yeah. You know, it just occurred to me, we have not talked about the Trabe at all. Okay. They're not which even in, the they're not even the in your, your summary. The, 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 uh, the slave owning, um, what well, I, you, this really stuck in your craw that they once owned slaves. Well, the, it's not just that they once owned slaves. Like that's bad enough. And that the Kazon were their slaves. But it turned like you know, this, the main guy is like, yeah, well, that was thirty years ago. We don't do that anymore. I was like, yeah. oh well. I don't know. Like, what? Like, when is when is long enough? I don't know, but it's I'm not thirty. I don't think it's thirty years. Oh, fair enough. I think it's probably got to be longer than that. I don't know. I'm as an American, I'm a little more sensitive about this kind of thing. Mm. Like, yeah, we had slaves not terribly long ago, and in my lifetime, there were people who remembered it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they're all dead now, but uh, you know. At some point when I was young, there were still people alive who remembered slavery, mm. so it's not that old. So, like, yeah, it's terrible, but hey, can't we put the past behind us now, please? Well, it's just, it. what it really feels like is um, the, the Kazon meetings don't work out, yeah. basically. And then Neelix runs into these guys... Uh, no, Neelix go like uses his connections in the CD underworld, and that's another thing about this distance. We've been traveling home for a year, and we're still in places where Neelix knows people. Yep, that doesn't feel right. Well, but anyway, really feels like the, in the first episode they should have had Voyager's engines get ruined so they can only go like warp five or something. Yeah, because traveling as fast as we think they should be traveling, they should not now be running into the people that Neelix knows. No. It's just, it doesn't feel like he's got the capabilities they have to the point where he he would know people. Either that or it's like they're really taking their time. Like Janeway's stopping at like every third planet just to well, and it's poke fun, it it's stick. fun to make that reference, but really. Yeah. There's no way she's doing that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe there is. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? They don't care. But um, the Trabe. Uh-huh. Uh, like so, basically, what they felt like to me was Jan was uh, Janeway not being able to make a, an alliance with the um, the Kazon, and th suddenly she runs into these new guys and and is just like, "Oh shit, people who look slightly more human and I don't hate." Yeah, I'll be friends with you guys. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we used to own the Kazon for a while. They're really mad about it for some reason, but it was like thirty years ago, so I don't see what the deal is. And Jane was like, "Yeah, it has been a long time." There's well, no way that you people could, that you people would uh, ever want to get back to that and you know betray me or anything. Well, I mean, betray her. Betray her. Yeah, you said it, not me. Yeah, but you were thinking it. No, I wasn't actually. I know you. you nah. Were. No, you were. Nah. I don't know that you were, but you were. <laughs> no, I. I feel like Janeway didn't want to do any of this. Let's let's be very clear. No, she was very much into the. Uh, let's. We're just gonna keep going like this. Yeah. And, like, so I will give her a little bit of, like, well, what's the difference? What's the fucking difference, really? Mm -hmm. 
Like, if we're doing all this, like, compromising our principles, who cares if they own slaves? I guess this is how the Maquis do things. <laughs> so whatever. Like, that's that's kind of the vibe I got. Mm. Was like, yeah, I know this is wrong, but it's all it's kind of like in uh, in the Pale Moonlight when Cisco realizes just how far he's yeah, gone. Well, and he's like, well, we're, we're in this now. D- dig up, stupid. Yeah, it's too late. Like that that's kind of the vibe I got and why I another reason why I didn't really give much thought to like yeah, yeah okay they're probably bad people but she, at this point she's doing all kinds of t- you know yeah. she's already done six impossible things before breakfast so what's the difference <laughs> you know I just like I said everyone just acted like they they got hit on the head and hated all women suddenly Yeah it was weird Yeah Not a great uh, episode but I, but I do again I do like that she was right Mhm I feel like if we'd had this episode earlier on, I would have been better with it. But I like that she was right. I like that the the lesson of the episode was, yes, doing Starfleet stuff is the right way to go. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Like, that's something, I guess. I don't know. I'm struggling at this point. Yeah. I really am. Like, this is just garbage. It's bad and it should feel bad. Yeah. If if not for the previous, like, robot episode, I'd start to think, like, is, is this, can this show even do good? No. But it lo- can. Now, it can. It did. That's the thing is, like, early on, I thought maybe, like, sometimes shows don't know what they are yet. Yeah. And when they figure it out, they, they sort of develop a tone. And I thought maybe the reason we liked some season one stuff is because they hadn't decided to be terrible yet. And now they have. Now they have. They're that's, like, that's really the feeling that I This get. is what we are. We're a terrible show. This is the kind of show we want to make. Oh, well, that's not the kind of show I want to watch. You had some other good possible directions earlier on that I guess you're not doing anymore. Mm. That's too bad. But uh, there's still some glimmers. And like I say, there's a there's a Q episode coming up in a few weeks that yeah. I actually liked. So, that might be good. You know. I hope. Of course, next week we have the infamous one. Mm-hmm. The one so bad that they said, yeah, that never happened. Yeah. The, the writers thought it was that terrible. Yeah. Which is very impressive. Yeah. The same writers who said, no, robots are dumb and we shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know what's dumber than robots? <laughs> We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Get an answer to that next week. Yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah. Anything else about this one? Because this feels like a nice Um, Nah, this is fine. Let's, let's put a bullet in this one. Well, let's do just that. So yeah, next week we will be covering that and uh, another one. I can't remember. And the rest. And the rest. So look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe the week after, yes, we will be doing our annual crossover with uh, Drunken Time Travel. Yeah, so we will. Which, uh, as I say, I'm not going to say what we're doing just yet, but it, as as Matt alluded to, it cannot possibly be as bad as the thing he picked for us last year. Yep. Which is true. The Star Wars Holiday Special. All right, it's time to go. All right. So say it. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2015. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this.